Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. Guys, we got a great one today. Super, super timely. Dr. Rodasta is amazing. What do you do when the client has waited too long and they're calling you on the 3rd of July or the morning of the 4th of July and they're like, my pet has been going nuts for the last couple of days because kids in the neighborhood are popping off fireworks and it's going to be huge fireworks tonight. And you think, why didn't you come in before? But they didn't. And so we have to deal with it. And guys, that is what we are going to do today in this episode. I love it. Before we jump into it, though, let me tell you real quick about another project I have going on. I don't know if you listen to my other podcasts that I do with practice management goddess Stephanie Goss. It's called the Uncharted Veterinary Podcast. We do tons of practice management stuff there, getting stuff done in practice, the business side, the communication side. We do it. Uh, You guys know that I I love that. I just love it so much. Well, Stephanie Goss and I are doing an interactive, like super interactive workshop. It's a two-hour workshop. It's going to be on Wednesday, July 15th. It's at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Pacific Time. We are going to be working with people who are trying to get their practices running smoothly during this summer craziness with COVID. The workshop is, is called Work Smarter, Not Harder interactive workshop on thriving in the summer of COVID. This is about making changes in your vet practice. If you are a practice manager, a practice owner, a medical director, a head technician, somebody who's like, man, we are working too hard. People are burning out. You you should check out this workshop. It is open to the public. It is $99 registration. If you're an Uncharted member, it is free. I'm going to put the link so you can learn all about it down in the show notes. I hope that you will check it out. My guest today is board-certified veterinary behaviorist, Dr. Lisa Rodasta. She is also the owner of Florida Veterinary Behavior Service. She is amazing. She is big in the fear-free movement. She's a co-author of From Fearful to Fear-Free, The Ultimate Guide to Fearful Dogs. I uh, She's blowing up all over the place. She has a wonderful, awesome podcast that she did with Dr. Dave Nickel, who is a wonderful, awesome guy. I just got to give it to him. He's a He's a good friend of mine. I just, I think he does great work on his podcast. His podcast is called Blunt Dissection. Dr. Rodasta is this month's guest. If you want to hear more from her, that's where you should check her out. But she is fantastic. I'm not going to tease this anymore. Let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Lisa Rodasta. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You, um, first of all, you are a busy doctor and uh, <laughs> you're making time. I really do appreciate it. I just got the podcast episode you did with Dr. Dave Nickel on his blunt dissection. It is yeah. wonderful. I encourage people to check it out. Uh, first of all, Dave does a wonderful job. So his blunt dissection podcast is something that vet people should listen to and you are wonderful on it. So Thank thanks you. for jumping on and doing this with me. Thanks. Okay. I, um, well actually, so let's give a little bit about your background. You are a board certified veterinary behaviorist and you're in Florida. I am. I'm in Southeast Florida. It's 103 degrees today. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, uh, 1000% humidity. Yeah. And I practiced down here. I've been down here since I got boarded, which was 2006. Where, where did you get boarded? Were you, were you a gator? 
I was a gator for vet school, but I went to Penn, so I'm a Penn Wee a for my for my residency. Very yes. nice. Well, um, a fellow Florida alum, I'm glad to have you here. Well, let's let's get into this. Uh, time is of the essence because I we're going to play. How do you treat that? I have a pet owner on the phone. It is the day before the Fourth of July, commonly known as the Third of July, and you know what she's calling about. She is calling because she has her th- uh, three-year-old female spayed German Shepherd. And some of the neighborhood kids have started popping off a couple of fireworks in the days leading up to the 4th. And her poor German Shepherd is pasted to the roof. She is calling me. She says, this hasn't happened before. Um, what can I do right now, the day before the 4th of July, are there natural supplements that I can give? What about CBD oil? And so that is the phone call that I'm getting right now. And so I've gotten that much information. Uh, she's on hold. I'm going to need to go back, and I want to make sure that I'm telling her the right things. Uh, how do you treat that? Where do you start with 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 this case? So I'm going to pretend like I'm on the phone with one of my primary care vets because I get okay. these calls at the I'm office sure or on my cell phone or text. Number one, I want you to go... Uh, back on that phone and explain to her that this is really common. Normalize it for her, okay? Take her stress down. Number two, you're going to tell her next year, let's make a mental note to get together about a week in advance. Because we are so close to the time period where I need to have this medication work, I'm going to tell you a couple things, Ms. Jones. Number one, I'm going to go a little higher on the dose and your dog might be sleepy. It's gonna be okay, this medication is very safe. I'm not maxing your dog out, but I'm concerned that I don't have enough time to really try these medications because psychotropic medications, they're not very reliable, right? Sometimes they make dogs very sedated, sometimes not sedated at all. Next, I need you to go to Dr. Adasta's website, no lie. I have a handout there at flvetbehavior.com. I'll put that. I'll put the link down in the show notes as well. So perfect. Perfect. So really, I tell my primary care, send them to the website. There's a handout that they can look at that tells them what to do for fireworks. So in that moment, you have given her a verbiage that decreases her stress. Super, super important. You've warned her that her dog will be sedated. Super important because she's writing a negative Google review on Monday morning because (laughs) she made her dog sedated, right? And you've explained to her that these are unreliable meds. Her dog might not be sedated at all. You've prepped her for next year. You've sent her to a website that can give her the information she needs to tackle this. Yeah. Okay. You, you kind of blew my mind there for a second. We we the the phrase unreliable meds. I know. Feels so counterintuitive. Like I don't want. Do I want to tell her that? And it's when you say it, you're exactly right. You know, like all of us with clinical experience are going, yeah, they're they are wildly individualistic in what they do, and and they are they are unreliable. You, the idea of articulating that the pet owner is kind of mind boggling. Can you un, 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 yeah, and unpack un, unpack that for me? Yeah. So when I talk to my clients, it's different than when I would talk to you of one or one of my residents or one of my primary cares. I use analogies. So I tell her, do you have that unreliable friend that you helped her shop for her wedding dress, but she can't help you? And she says she's going to come and then she never shows up and you're standing there in the dress by yourself. Do They're I like, ever? Yeah. Do I ever? That is trazodone. Sometimes trazodone <laughs> works really well at three mg per kilo. Sometimes I give the dog 18 mg per kilo and he's cruising around chasing a ball. 
That's why you have to test them out. So I always use analogies with my clients and I wouldn't use the wedding dress analogy with you. I might use another analogy, but I would oh, with no. a woman. It's, no, it's, it's per- I love, I, I was teasing. I love, I love that. <laughs> analogy. It's so great. What a wonderful analogy. Guy, I, so first of all, I, let me just say, I love analogies. The more analogies we use with pet owners, the better off we are. It just helps them understand the concepts. I think, um, if I had the choice between speaking with medical accuracy versus using an analogy, the pet owner is really going to get and understand. I'm going with the analogy because that's what's going to affect them and change behavior. Okay. Um, are you, is it odd to you this dog's three years old and she said she hasn't seen this before? No, this is predictable, right? Because we know from the studies that have been done that dogs that present with storm and noise phobia, we're just going to group those for now, okay. uh, are generally three, five, six years old. I suspect that's because two factors. One, people ignore the signs that aren't truly in their mind important. So they're ignoring trembling. They're ignoring the dog coming to find them. They're ignoring the dog refusing to go out to the bathroom on the night of fireworks. So then it's got to get bad enough that it really affects the pet parent's quality of life, except for those very astute parents. Number two, it takes a while sometimes for a phobia to develop. And fireworks happens twice a year pretty, for most of us yeah. on New Year's Eve and 4th of July. So it takes a couple of years for that full-blown phobia to develop. Okay. So you're not surprised by that. Talk talk to me about um, the, so spaying and neutering. So this is a female spayed German Shepherd. Is Does that play a part in the presentation in this, do you think? It does sort of, maybe, probably. I really think so. Okay. Here's the thing. If you had five veterinary behaviorists on here, we'd all be duking it out about this issue. Here's the thing. There's enough evidence. There's enough good evidence that spaying and neutering can make the progression of an anxiety or fear disorder move more quickly to that of moderate or severe. Okay. So we want to be thinking about, is this dog affected? If this shepherd that you just described came to me intact, I'd be talking to the owner about that issue. And this is also a handout on my website. It's referenced so that people can start to be thinking about, you know, should I be spaying and neutering? When should I do that? What's the evidence for or against? Gotcha. Okay. That, although that makes sense. She is asking me about nutritional supplements and she specifically mentioned CBD. Uh, Apparently she, you know, it, it takes the edge off for her. Uh, is what, at least anecdotally, that's what she's reporting. Where do you go with that? Are you, are you, are you leaning towards that in the first time through? Uh, are you, are you open to the idea at all? Or are you shooting this down? Where, where's your head on the 3rd of July? For this phone call, I'm shooting it down. For the okay. long term, it's a conversation we can have in the exam room, right? Okay. But for this phone call, I don't have a reliable supplement, CBD, fairy dust in a bottle, whatever. I don't have reliable supplement that will do what I need it to do tomorrow, 4th of July. If we want to have that conversation in the exam room, I'm always open to talking to people about anything. Okay. All right. That's, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, in the short time frame, we don't have time to, to, to play with that. Are there, um, again, well, I guess what, let's just, we'll just stick the, to the, to the fireworks. So, the nice thing about firework phobia is we generally tend to know when we're going to encounter them. Maybe unlike thunderstorm phobia, where I'm at work, I have no idea this is gonna this is gonna be what's happening. But I generally know the Fourth of July is coming, and there are things I I can do to prepare. Um, so, 
do you do you look to supplements for something like that at all? I mean, I guess I'm just sort of trying to get get my head around. Um, is there a role for for supplements in something that is predictable like fireworks, even if they really want to do it? You said you're open to the conversation. To what end, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, so we have to have time to prepare. We have various ways to use supplements. So we have those veterinary supplements I hope everybody has on their shelf. That's going to be zeolkine, soliquin. You certainly have access to melatonin, which we're going to label a supplement for this conversation. Okay. Melatonin is the, is the supplement that's going to work right now, for sure, in about an hour and a half. And you can use dermoid ranges, whatever you use for your... Um, Derm disease that's responsive to melatonin, you can go ahead and use those doses. It's okay. not going to cause a high level of sedation, but you're going to get some anxiety relief and some sedation from it. I can prepare by two weeks ahead, kind of preloading my patient with either zeolkine or soliquin, depending on the presentation. They are not the same. They don't work the same, right? So that's an option. There are OTC supplements that your pet parents can purchase that may may work in an hour or two. The thing is that in my patient population, I need something that works. I can't right. be messing around with a maybe. So I do not recommend any of those. If they want to use them, rescue remedy, whatever, they can, but it's not gonna come out of my mouth because I need effective products. Okay. Perfect. No, that 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 completely uh, makes sense to me. Okay, so we've, we've walked through this. Uh, we need to be aggressive because this is the 3rd of July, warning her about sedation, going, um, Going a bit heavy, uh, air, air on the over-sedated side because you don't want to get this wrong, correct? Right, right. right. And you have, to, you have to know your client. You've got to know who you're talking to. There are some clients that I could not, that, that I know them well enough to know I can't go on the heavy side. And instead, I'm going to go on the light side and warn them. I don't think this is going to sedate your dog. It's yeah. okay. We're not going to give up on this med for next year if it doesn't fully sedate your dog. you got to know your people for sure. Yeah. Okay, that, that completely makes sense. What medications are you your go-to at, at this point? You said trazodone, highly uh, unreliable. Um, there's a lot of good things about trazodone. It's you know we're generally pretty comfortable with it. Um, it's not um, it's not something like alprazolam or something that we're highly regulated and and we have uh, other sort of legal issues and things like that. What um what what else do you reach for? I guess what are your what are your favorites? So I am one of those, if anybody's listening, heard me lecture, they know I don't have any favorites. Okay. Um, I love all the drugs the same. Okay? okay. So the thing about trazodone is that you will probably do no harm. That's why I reached for it first. Even if you sedate the animal, it's unlikely that the animal is going to be ataxic. Right? Okay. So they'll still be able to get up and go to the bathroom. So if everything else is unknown, it's a good med to start with. We need a healthy liver if we're going to use trazodone. That's something okay. to think about. So that is my go-to for that reason in this situation. Another possibility is clonidine. Unlikely you're going to do harm with clonidine. You will not get the sedation of trazodone, okay. but you don't. You have not been given the privilege of examining the pet and speaking to the pet parent. You don't even know. I mean, you have examined the pet in the right. Yeah, as I say, right, we're we're, we're going to work behavioral a valid relationship here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you haven't been been able to ask the proper questions to really know what medication to choose. So the first do no harm medications are probably going to be trazodone and clonidine. We love benzodiazepines. Love, love them. But the problem is the disinhibition. Even though it's only in about twenty percent of the cases. 
let's say that have been given Valium, for example. The problem is if that is one of the 20%, she is fighting mad at you and she and her dog have had a horrible 4th of July. So we can't go there without prep time. Right. That, that makes so much sense. Perfect. Is this dog destined to get worse over time? Is that a foregone conclusion? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so just prepper for that too. Uh, pre- you know, prepper that this is the beginning, uh, and we're going to manage it. But this is going to be an ongoing, an ongoing issue that we are going to struggle with. It's not going to be just um, this is the worst it's going to get at age three. Right, and I'm going to tweak if I can just a hair of what you said. Okay. An ongoing disorder that we will manage, not that we will struggle with. Because as a doctor, I'm not going to struggle with it. I have endless resources. I have solutions. I can help you. We're going to manage it just like diabetes and just like arthritis, right? Yeah. We're going to manage it. Perfect. Dr. Radasa, you are amazing. That's exactly what I need. This is so wonderful. I have, I have personally sucked up so much that I'm going to be using in the next, in the next, we're recording this, uh, uh, towards the end of June, I am going to be putting this to work in the coming <laughs> two weeks. And so I'm going to get this episode out as quickly as I can so other people can uh, can use your knowledge. You mentioned your website. I'm going to put links to some of your resources in the uh, comments uh, on the podcast. And so people are welcome to get that. Where can people find you? Where is uh, so if they if they have interaction or if they have questions or they want to read more from you uh, or they want more information, like to see your handouts, where can people go to to learn more about you and learn more about um, your your service? They can go to our business website, which is flvetbehavior.com, flvetbehavior.com. And that's the way to get me. There's a contact us form. They can see everything we have there. Excellent. And you... Um, you uh, you have been doing a lot of work with Fear Free. Uh, they can find your modules there as well? Oh, yeah. They can find everything uh, on the Fear Free website, fearfreepets.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again for being here. Thanks. And that is our show. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. I hope you'll put this to use in the coming days as the fireworks go off and the phones ring. We can do some good with this. I am really appreciative of Dr. Rodasta for being here. Guys, if you got a lot out of this, please, please, please take a moment and write us an honest review on iTunes. It really does make a huge, huge difference. It's the nicest gift that you could give to us. I just personally would love it. Gang, take care of yourselves. Be safe. And I mean that. Be safe. Be well. Uh, Don't forget that what you do really matters. All right. Have a great week.